0: Dr. Amalia Gonyas malka welcome to Womanity, Woman in Unity, the show that celebrates prominent and ordinary African women's milestone achievements in their struggles for liberation, self-emancipation, human rights, democracy, racism, socioeconomic class division, and gender-based violence. Joining us on the line today is Brigadier General Winnie Bobello of the South African National Defense Force. Welcome to the show, Brigadier General. Thank you, Doc. Morning to all citizens of South Africa. It's a pleasure to have you on the air. And to begin with, Brigadier General, you've served the country's National Defence Force for many years, and you've risen through the ranks to reach the top in a sector which is arguably still largely dominated by men. Can you share with us a few of the landmarks in your career, and why these have been so significant?
1: Uh, Doc, uh, before I answer you, can I share my view, because we are in a difficult time now, of the COVID-19. Since your program speaks to women, I would call all women to stand together and be in the front line to fight, the COVID-19 virus. I am saying this because women nationally are together, Minister of Health, Minister Lamini, she is appealing to South African citizens to take care of themselves to fight COVID-19. It is not a responsibility only of the government of South Africa. We are also there as South African National Defense Force Uh, supporting our people with all the allegations and mistakes that we have. We are also citizens of this country, helping to fight the COVID-19. That's what I want to say. Let women stand together and we support those women that are in front and putting together rules and regulations that we are supposed to follow as we citizens of this country. That's all I wanted to say. Brigadier General, I
0: think that is such a pertinent and important message in the world that we're living in today of the realities of COVID-19, that this is, in a way, an invisible enemy that we're fighting and that women are indeed on the front line from a a point of view of our primary health care workers, from a point of view of women in leadership, as you mentioned, uh, Dr. Nkosazana Dlamini-Zuma. We also have our Minister of Defense, a woman, and rightly so, Sandef is is taking an active role currently to fight against COVID-19.
1: Thank you, Doc. Yes, Doc, let me respond to your question. I am Brigadier. General, we need to be Zodwa, Zinibo, uh, I have my landmarks in the Defense Force, but I would start by saying it is not only that uh, I have landmarks in the National Defense Force. I need to tell our people in the country that I joined the Defense Force through M.K. Jatuhum Kondo, with season 1977. I had an opportunity of being trained. By the Democratic Republic of uh, Germany uh, in counterintelligence and other skills in intelligence, and also trained in Angola from 1977, and I went to Soviet Union for political science and uh, for a year, and I've been in the defense of Umkhonto we until I was repatriated 1990. in 1990, and 1990, I joined the political structures of the African National Congress, and I was a deputy chairperson of women in the then border region. Then I integrated after that in the National Defense Force of South Africa, where the first landmark, when I finished my training, I was appointed as the chief instructor as a lieutenant colonel in the intelligence school of the South African National Defense Force, where I was the first woman as an African woman to be appointed as a chief instructor and I met so many challenges of white and males and women that are stereotyped to accept me as an African woman but I had to fight, I had to Put my foot down. I held to build a good foundation because I was, I was telling myself, and I'm still telling myself, I'm very knowledgeable on that environment. And uh, during that time, I also met young women who were appointed as a non-commissioned officers that I encouraged and nominated them to do courses of officers and. Uh, I am so happy that they were promoted uh, to be officers, and today some of them are uh, in the National Defense Force in structures that are middle structures, middle management structures, uh, such as uh, Kennels, Kennel Causa, Nisanteu, Kennels Sidimba, they are in different formations, and they are working so hard to also to develop women. The other is when I was appointed by uh, uh, the National Defense Force to be the first woman uh, uh, to represent uh, South Africa in peacekeeping as a military advisor to Force Commander, uh, Lieutenant General Retired Nkwebi, in the conflict of Burundi, where we have managed to an extent of 2006, we inaugurated a president One election at Burundi and I think we need to have plans of how do we support people of, of Burundi so to rebuild their country, and it, we should be concentrating on post-conflict in peace building. We need to do so because... The issue of those conflicts in Burundi was managed by our dearly late president, Nelson Mandela. The other landmark that I'm so proud of is, is when 2019 I led women to United Nations Security Council on Women and Peace and Security Ten women of South Africa were peacekeepers, some of them were battalion commanders, the others were involved in the conflicts in Burundi, Sudan, Democratic Republic of Congo. All of them went to the United Nations and shared their experience. And they had a call on how women as we are can we delay to support taking 25. And how do we not have a resolution that speaks to implementation of k which speaks to populars of participation of women post-building, post-building which speaks to women, uh, 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 protection of women, whether it's civilians or whoever is their children, should be also be supported by us and protected by other women who are soldiers. So some of these landmarks that I've made in the defense work are really, to me, a a milestone to my life. I would say, though, that the impact
0: of those milestones are not just on on a personal level, but they have a a massive effect on the lives of, of other women. To touch on some of those aspects, for instance, you were speaking about the African Union, you were speaking about... Burundi, and the fact that South Africa is part of the African continent, and it, it's interesting to see how the defence force plays a role in different countries
1: on the continent. Yes, doctor, it is. It, 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 it's really a, a good thing in the defence force to look to other countries, and especially to send as a women. I would answer to myself if I cannot share with you that I was also appointed in the National Defence Force as the chief of staff of operations, which operations are dealing with deployment of all our forces in internal border safeguarding and also external for peace and security. I was appointed to monitor and evaluate those operations. Of course, we also plan those operations and execute them. So I was a real engine mm. in the operational division, or I would say, right in an operational headquarters, where I had to take responsibility of external operations where we were deployed. As I've said, in Burundi, Sudan, Democratic Republic of Congo the maritime deployment of Canada, which was a trilateral agreement with the Mozambicans and Tanzanians, Ivory Coast, which was a bilateral operation, Central African Republic, which was a bilateral operation, and also look at internal border safeguarding of our of, of our borders on, the, on security of our country. So I was responsible for the nine provinces. Of our deployment in South Africa,
0: and that also touches on the aspect of of women as peacekeepers. And you yes. mentioned briefly, as part of the milestones, was looking at the UN Security Council Resolution 1325. And I'm just going to quote that so that our, our listeners have some context. It emphasizes that women's equal participation and full involvement is important to promoting peace and security. More than a decade of research since then supports the link between gender equality and peace and has helped drive reforms aimed at increasing the number of women in security institutions as well as embracing gender diversity. Brigadier General, given your experiences can you share
1: your perspectives on women as peacekeepers? Thank you, Doctor. Let me start by saying, in the modern conflict, our modern conflict is largely caused and perpetuated by men. But it really affects us as women and children in the most. That's the first thing. On the other hand, We live in an increasingly democratic society. And all people, regardless of gender, should participate in processes and decisions that affect them, including women in matters of peace and gender. Furthermore, I would say, Doc, women are natural catalysts of socialization. Peace and community building, and it cannot be correct that while we realize their inherent fear, we leave them out of the critical issue of resolution of conflict and peace building, including post-conflict reconstruction Initiatives like security sector reforms or demobilization revolution and democratization. I would say a lot on this. In conflict, raising situation and peacekeeping, I would say women are not just a force multiplier when it comes to impacting on women and gender issues of conflict dimensions. I would say they bring across those natural attributes to women. We must also look at the other issue of saying women they discharge positive peer pressure to their male counterparts to resist from gender based violence, sexual exploitation, SEE. Mm-hmm. so those issues the women in conflict, I would say they will be able to confide and share their horrible stories of sex as a weapon of war to other women soldiers that are deployed in those areas. They are the By default, they are, by default, the most, if not only realistic source of inspiration to destitute women of Africa. You know, I want to share with you, to say women in RSA, they drive all sorts of machines from combat to vehicles to combat helicopters, jet fighters, and some of them, women, in RSA particularly, to address this issue. We have deployed them as battalion commanders in the Democratic Republic of Congo. South Africa has done wonders in this, in my view. Although there is still a room for improvement, Nationally, in RSA, in our country, we have a department of women and children. In the Department of Defense, we have a gender-focused team that was appointed by our minister, for instance, that looks at gender issues, especially on sexual and exploitation and abuse of women. We have also a division that looks after gender issues and transformation of the state, is that women are there in the management of our defense force. What we have done to what is the call of the United Nations of 1325, we have our peace mission training center here in Victoria that conducts courses on gender, advisor, and also on um, peacekeeping. That is prescribed by United Nations. And recently, we have also been given an opportunity by our minister in celebration and or in commemoration of 20 years of uh, getting twenty five who are writing a book that we are writing on women, the gallant women, efforts in peace and security. And if you look at the call of the United Nations, when it comes to women's participation in peacekeeping, in, it has set it itself to 10 percent, but we as a country, we are already in 14 percent now in 2020, so we cannot uh, uh, say To ourselves, we are really failures in support of the U.N. Resolution 1325. We are really trying to implement it as much as we can in respect of our women.
0: You've certainly highlighted the achievements that South Africa is, is undertaking and making with respect to the U.N. Security Council Resolution. And in the conversation, you indicated... Some of the areas that, that women are achieving within the defense force, you, you spoke about the, them rising through the ranks, you spoke about the different types of, of combat vehicles, for instance, that, that women are, are manning. And you also highlighted some of the, the transformation perspectives from a gender point of view where we're positioned at approximately 30% of women in the Department of Defense. Interestingly. I noted that in a speech that the Minister of Defense said last year, that five out of 38 major generals and 38 out of 163 brigadier generals are women. How do you think gender transformation is progressing
1: within the department? We are doing very well, yes. There are a few challenges that we have uh in the in the last years we have promoted women, but in reality, I would say there are still challenges because uh we all women say we need to see more women in command structure. we need to see women in what we call military command council that manages. The national defense force. We need lieutenant generals in such posts. There are posts that we, as women, we feel that those posts could be handled by women, and we do have women that are also capable, like men in the defense force, who could manage the defense force. We are still crying for more women to be appointed in those uh, positions that are taking. Division on Defence Force.
0: And Brigadier General, in the introduction, you mentioned that you joined MK in 1977. How do you think that the liberation movement helped almost, let's say, guide or or influence gender composition of of Sandef post-1994? Because the reality is, in the liberation movement, men and women stood shoulder-to-shoulder, they were equals. But when you look at formalized structures, that's where you almost see a a hierarchy shift of men taking precedence over women.
1: Yeah, eh, 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 you know, uh, doctor, when when you speak about the um umkondo you're attaching me, Really, in deep in my heart, you know it, what made us to be shoulder to shoulder and be comrades, respect each other and uh, respect the integrity of each other. It is because of the leadership, the type of leadership. Yes, you know, if I I think what made us to be a real comrades in exile and love each other as women and men and women. To women it's because we had a leader like Oliver regional tambo we used to call us flowers of the nation as women and that always brought us together as women you know i i remember when when kanji modif our speaker in the parliament was arrested we as women in MP markets were crying with men but we were crying as women saying, how can it, it, it happen? I wonder how it is. We were all worried. So the leadership of in Pondo, there was another leadership. We had a good leadership. We had a father, O Artambo. We had a brother. We had an uncle. We had a real leadership of brothers like Chris uh, uh, and me. We had fathers like... Uh, uh, in Zong, we had Nkobi, we had Jomodi first, we had so those are the type of leaders, some of them educated, some of them not educated, but because of the vision that was there to say, we are having these children and these children, we must just see to it that they go back and fight for their country. With what is happening in the defense force. We are in different structures and in the structures that we have, we are not always together with, as women. We we sometimes of you know finding ourselves in conflict. Some of these conflicts are caused by challenges that we have, you know, in our homes. You know, being a mother, for instance, sometimes a silly mother and you you are running a home and the home is full of your children and you do not have any other support. And when you get to the, the real, uh, uh, to, to, to sndf and you say you are appointed to lead, but with all the challenges that you have, you are sometimes finding yourself causing some few mistakes that sometimes are affected by what you are experiencing in your environment. The National Defense Force, it it really, I think, it needs the the leadership that uh, uh, we are experiencing as a type of O.R. Campbell and the Prince Army. We still need more of those political leadership. We understand that the National Defense Force, we have old soldiers and young soldiers that are recruited to be in the defense force and they need to be educated so that they understand why they are here being men and women they must learn something from those old soldiers who were in the liberation movement so i say for all of us being men and women living in the national defense force we need to educate and and, and educate, educate our young soldiers on our lesson learned that we have, you know, learned from, uh, uh, from uh, liberation movements.
0: Yes, using the, the wisdom of, of experience uh, and, and utilizing that knowledge to, to give back. And when I hear yes. you, one of the, the, the key messages that comes through is, is about unity, uh, about a belief in values. Yes, Brigadier General. We've spoken briefly about some of the challenges that that you've experienced, and and you've shared some of the challenges that women in, in the Defence Force per se experience. Looking towards the future, in in your opinion, what areas do you think that we need to build on the most to benefit women so that their life is easier than our life?
1: Uh, I, I think that. The 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 main it would be upliftment of women and you know up, upliftment uh, whether it's a woman or a man you know in the national defence force uh, as women we need to empower each other and we we need not to you know when women are appointed they always have a pull down syndrome we do not need that in the national defence force women need to be empowered by other women. And, uh, and and we need to be mentors and we need to coach our young women and men, you know, to be where we want them to be because I will tell you by now, those old soldiers will be retiring the Defence Force. We will be exiting the Defence Force. So we need to mentor and coach our youngsters uh, in the National Defence Force. And concerning...
0: South Africa in 10 or or 20 years from now, how do you think we'll look with respect to, to gender equality?
1: You know, doctor, I, I, I think we, we need to, by now, to be, uh, as far as the national defense force, if I look at the 10 years to 20 years, it will be another defense force, because the world is changing the world is changing and uh, now if you look at all what we do we need uh, to 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 improve skills like uh, the, the 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 ITC we need to see to is that our defense force is applicable and it goes with what is happening in the world it's no more now a world of, uh, of, of old uh, computer-typing, it's a digital world. We need to improve our defense force. So becoming more, so in more 10 digital. In years years, we must be now quick to see that we change our defense force and we skilled our people on digital, you know,
0: skills. We are seeing digital transformation in absolutely every, every industry. So it, it yes. makes complete sense that the Defense Force is, is part of that, that mix. Yes. If you could give some advice to young girls who wanted to follow in your footsteps and, and pursue a, a career in the Army,
1: what would you say to them? Uh, I would say the young people, they should exploit. Opportunities that we never had prior 1994. They should get educated and be visionaries that will transform the future of this country. And continue creating a free and safe South Africa for all citizens. The 21st century is a digitization era. era. Our young people should be taking advantage of this era by inventing new models that are aimed at solving for challenges like crime, poverty, and illiteracy, instead of taking a to drugs and running away from school. In a nutshell, Doc, I'm advising our youth to stop complaining and start taking action. We fought for these opportunities for them and future generations.
0: And that echoes what you said earlier, that when we were talking about COVID-19, for instance, that it's not just a government problem. This is something that we as citizens of the country, of the world, need to take responsibility and, and ownership of.
1: war. Yeah.
0: Brigadier General, one of the questions that I ask all my guests on the program who've made tremendous achievements in their respective fields of work is about some of the factors that they consider have contributed to their success. Some people speak about hard work, others talk about perseverance. In your opinion, what would you say have been some of the key drivers for your success?
1: Uh, Doc, one of my my key drivers in my success is um, uh, knowledge, the ability to think. It's very important. Uh, Your confidence, you see, and uh, risk-taking. You you must take your risk in other things and you must also be a, a visionary, you know, in whatever you are you are planning. And uh, you know that confidence goes with your boldness as a person. You you need to be very uh, stable person and be able to take decisions that are popular and unpopular. Because in any work environment, there are those who would like to be favored. And, and there are those who would like to, to challenge you as a woman. You, 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 you will have to be a coach and a mentor, you know, to your, to your, to your people. Uh, and talk and back whatever you know and it's in your knowledge. Those are things that I would think. I always find this
0: such a, a fascinating question because everybody has a different answer, and it's so interesting to see what what helps people. What what are those those core nuggets of of wisdom, Brigadier General? Who would you say have been some of the strong women in your life?
1: Ah, uh, oh. Doc, we are asking me something now uh i always do not like to share my straw but I want to now uh, one of my great women who i always look at as my uh, uh, the late ladies uh, that have been challenging and destroying uh patriarchal system and the the, the capitalist system of uh, apartheid I would, uh, my role models are uh, Mama Winnie Mandela, uh, Mama Sisulu, a strong woman who brought uh, women uh, that are an inspiration to us, uh, our first woman to to lead in the defense force, uh, Linda Sisulu, who made so many changes in the national defense force within a short space of time. I, I would I would be unfair to, to say I looked at uh, my uh, elderly sister, the late child in Zobu. It was when, you know, very encouraging woman, when we're in exile, a, 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 a sister to us, she will always be there when we have any challenges. I, I will not forget those ladies that are still alive, like sister, taking the wife of our late commander, uh, Joe Modise, uh, you know, and the late Nomava, Doctor Nomava, we talked on when we were in school in Angola. Those are the women, uh, especially in in NK, we learned f- from them, and uh, we can I can I can quote so many of them. But uh, I will tell you, the other role model in my life is my mother. I can't forget forget my mother uh passed on when I came back from exile, uh, passed away, a lovely lady, a nurse, a closer and a mentor to all of us. At home, we are seven kids, six sisters and one brother, but that woman was, is, uh, is still my role model. It sounds like
0: you've grown up in an environment either from being in home or or let's say on, on the political lines or in the work environment, with a, a cohort of of really strong women to support yes. you. Yes. The work that you undertake and you've illustrated today is really for the benefit of of our people. What legacy would you like to
1: leave behind? Um, dog uh I would uh, uh mentor mentoring of uh, young women that's a legacy i would love to leave uh mentoring of young women and young men that's all
0: and finally as we close our conversation today We've just come out of the month of May as Africa Month, and we're now going into Youth Month, mm-hmm. June. Could you share a few words of inspiration that, that you'd like to pass on to young ladies in the continent that are listening to the program? Uh,
1: the, the young ladies, i said so, Doc, and I said, young ladies should be, innovative, uh, and I would really, really appeal to them to say, let them be innovative and the problem solvers of all our challenges in the world. And please, I would also ask them to educate themselves more and more. Education is very important, you see. And continue fighting patriarchy. The world needs as women. If you look at the challenges, when I said, all countries are always perpetuated by men, but all what they are doing, it affects us. Women and children. And I always ask myself the question, why men, why men are fighting over our resources as if we are not there as women? Who brought them on Earth? It's us women. And we never brought any border on Earth to fight each other. So women, young and old women, we must stand together to fight.
0: Thank you very much for that important message. Uh, I think, as you say there, innovation, problem-solving, continuous education, and fighting against patriarchy will all stand us in good stead for for the future. Thank you so much for joining us today, Brigadier General. Thank you. Thank you, Doctor. Have a nice day, dear. You have been listening to Womanity, Woman in Unity on Channel Africa, the African Perspective. And we have been talking to Brigadier General Winnie Intobizodwa Zini Bobelo of the South African National Defense Force.